News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru. And right back into it. Glad to uh, to have you along here in the Employment Law Show. The phone lines are open. you got questions about uh, your job, your employment. If you're new to the show, welcome to it. We discuss, uh, discuss employment matters and severance and being laid off and being let go, anything under that employment banner. If you've had some... Uh, ideas or uh, questions in your head for some time maybe calling for yourself or possibly for a family member or a friend or a pal who just got let go um bring it on we'd love to talk to you 613-521-TALK again 613-521-TALK lines are open now till about 8 30 so bring it on we'd love to talk to you. you want to send an email along that is also an option help at employmentlawyer.ca Lots of stuff on the show uh, tonight Lior as always we'll get to the uh, the week that was first what's uh, what's going on with you pal John, uh, great to be here, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, great to be uh, following the uh, the big bearded guy uh, Santa. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that's that's a, a good opener for us. So uh, a, a privilege to be to be here, though, to talk about employment law and workplace rights. You know, we've started the show uh, here on Tuesday evenings uh, three weeks ago, I think. Now, great yeah. feedback. A lot of people have been listening to the show and calling me afterwards with questions and and comments and you know some people that may not have realized that they have good rights, good protections in the law when it comes to employment law uh, are, are now starting to have their eyes open to it and that's terrific. That's why we're here. So if you have a question about your workplace rights, your workplace situation, call us. Call us right now on the show. Ask the question. Take advantage of the fact that we're here till about eight thirty this evening to answer exactly those questions. Maybe your boss did something to you or said something or. Maybe you're concerned about your job security. Are you going to have a job after the holidays? Or perhaps your job has changed and you want to know if you have rights. Maybe you're being mistreated by someone. All those and more, you can ask us anything at all. We'll be happy to help you. And if you want to talk to me privately, if you don't want to get on there, not a problem either. We'll give you my contact information so that you, like so many other people, can reach out to me and ask your question. But week there was, always like to start off the show, Johnny, a couple situations that came across my desk over the past few days. This one actually, someone that I, uh, the first one I'll tell you, someone that I spoke with earlier today. And it's a very good indication uh, of how people sometimes contact me with a question not actually realizing that the real issue they should be concerned about is not the one that they're calling about. Right. So this one involved a person who had lost his job and he called me because he was concerned that his record of employment was not properly filled out by his employer. Right. Uh, he, he was specifically concerned that the way they filled out the record of employment would not allow him to qualify for employment insurance. So I talked to him about that. I explained to him, actually, you know what? No, the record of employment was completed properly by your employer. There's nothing to worry about. You'll qualify for employment insurance. You'll be fine. Uh, but then I asked him a couple of questions. So while we're talking, I said, tell me a couple of things. You know, how long did you work for this company? So I worked there for three years. And did they pay you severance? Yeah, they paid me the standard three weeks pay. Uh, well, wait a second. That's all they paid you? Yeah. You, you realize you were owed about five months pay is what I told them. <sighs> Silence on the, on the phone, John. Silence. Like, you, you still there? Uh. Yeah, he was there. He just couldn't believe uh, what I was telling him. And yes, John, he worked there for the company for three years. Uh, he was in a sales role, and when he was let go, he was out about five months' pay. He was paid three weeks' pay, and, and I'm now going to help him get the five months' pay. The issue really was not the record of employment. Right. It was the issue of the severance, and this is such a common situation. So many people don't understand the extent of their rights. 
the extent of their entitlements when it comes to losing your job, when it comes to your severance. That was the reason why we started doing this show. We, you know, we started doing the show on the weekends here some years ago. It's because of the fact that people may not understand or appreciate how much severance they're actually owed. So for him, yeah. it meant five months pay. Uh, for you as well, if you lost your job, I almost assure you that whatever you're owed is a lot more than you realize and a lot more than what your employer is saying they're going to pay you. The good news, we can resolve that easily. You can always reach out to me or you can always also go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out how much you're owed. So, John, we started talking about a record of employment and we ended up with him being owed several, several more months of severance. It's amazing that, uh, you know, opened up his eyes uh, through a private phone call, but that is also part of the reason why I do, do we uh, do this show every uh, every Tuesday night. You mentioned your contact info. I'll give that out a few times during the show. Of course, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to get a hold of your anytime. Uh, email, as I mentioned, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Couldn't be simpler, but for the remainder of this hour, feel free to call in. That's why we are here. This is a live call-in show. You have questions about uh, your employment or, uh, in general, your 7613-521-TALK is uh, the way we roll on the phone lines. What else you got going on? So I spoke with a, a lady who had uh, recently quit her job, and the reason she quit is that for a number of months, she was working regular overtime, and her employer, even though they promised to pay her, didn't pay her. And, uh, she, she'd work long hours. She'd had weeks of 50, 55 hours, uh, mm. asked for overtime. Uh, her employer didn't uh, pay it. And they said, no, no, we're going to pay it. We're going to pay it. And they didn't. And she really got the sense that they're not going to do that. She got frustrated. She didn't want to continue working all these hours if she's yeah. not going to get paid. Frustrated. She quit. She resigned. And she contacted me because she wanted to know if she can recover the overtime that she's owed. Mm-hmm. She calculated it as being owed a few thousand bucks. So here's the thing. Yes, of course you can recover the overtime that you're owed because why? Your employer has to pay you overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. So anything over 44, you have to get paid time and a half. And the key to remember is that applies to hourly and salaried employees. If you Even if you're on a salary, you still have to get time and a half after 44 hours a week. So I'm going to help her get that. But here's the other thing, John, and, and, and this is where she was also left surprised is if you quit because your employer is not meeting its legal obligations because your employer is not doing what they're legally required to do, in the eyes of the law, that is not a resignation. In the eyes of the law, that's a termination. We call that a constructive dismissal, which means even though she quit, she's owed severance. She's the one that decided to leave. She's the one that said, I can't take this anymore, right. but she's still owed severance. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help her get that. We're talking about a few months pay, and I wanted to remind our listeners that if your employer is doing something to you that they're not supposed to, if they're breaking the law, if they're breaking the terms of employment, if they're changing your job, changing your hours, if they're doing anything like that that they're not supposed to, that may give you the right to quit with compensation, with severance. I don't want anyone quitting, by the way, without talking to me first, but that may be a right that you have. And in this case, yes, she can get overtime. I'll help her get that overtime. But I'm also, John, going to help her get the severance that she's owed. You did mention in that uh, in that explanation there that you do get overtime even if you're salaried. I imagine that would prick up the ears of a lot of listeners going, wow, I did not know that. I thought I was just salaried and I would work the hours that I need to work. So having said that, the math seems basic, but if anyone's wondering, how do you calculate overtime if you're salaried, right? Easy for hourly, yeah. but... Quite, quite easy to calculate. Hourly employees get overtime, but also the salaried employees. So mm-hmm. the way you calculate it is you simply look at what you're earning a week. What's your weekly salary? Let's say it's okay. $1,000 a week. Sure. When you take that $1,000, you divide that by 44. That gives you a certain hourly rate. 
time and a half is your overtime rate. And the overtime rate applies if you work more than 44 hours a week. It's as simple as that. So salary, hourly, also get overtime. There's people, some people that are exempt from overtime. For example, managers generally don't get overtime. Certain other professions, doctors, lawyers, pool uh, cleaners, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but uh, for most other people, if you work more than 44 hours a week, you have to get paid overtime. Again, 613-521-TALK. If this is your first time hearing the show, we've been on here for three weeks now. Uh, feel free to call in. You have questions about your job, even if it's something that doesn't concern you in the here and now. Just trivia. You always want to know something. Call 613-521-TALK. Uh, before we break here in a minute or so, just give me uh, some quick details on the pocket employment lawyer because you did touch on it. So people like to ask questions to find out about their workplace rights, their, their, their legal entitlements. But, you know, I, I'm only on air a short period of time. You can call me at the office, but there's another option you can have. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's like having a mini version of me with you in your pocket at all times. It allows you to determine if you've been constructively dismissed. We talked about that. You've, it allows you to determine if you really are an independent contractor or perhaps you're an employee to determine whether you've been subject to discrimination or harassment. And it does that and a few other things. It's easy to use. It's free. It's anonymous. It takes seconds. And if you want to, you can contact me directly from it. Only if you want to. Otherwise, you don't have to. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the very first place you go to if you lost your job, if you have questions and or issues about your entitlements, you already have an employment lawyer. It's right there with you in your pocket. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Short break and right back out of your phone call, 613-521-TALK, the Employment Law Show, right here, News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer, Lior Samfiru, on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back indeed and still plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. We are a live show, of course, the Employment Law Show, 613-521-TALK. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And, yeah, if you've ever uh, have any questions when we're not on the air, there is an amazing resource, uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It is a robust site. It is brand new. It will be used by thousands, guaranteed. All kinds of things under the employment banner that have to do with you as a, a working person in this country. So make sure you check it out. It's uh, completely anonymous. Don't have to pay a dime for it. You can if you wanted to. You can't pay for it. It's just simply quite free. And there's a contact button at the top right if you want to carry on from there. You know, it's it's sometimes good every so often to uh, to dial it back and kind of kind of get back to employment basics. And you know, the phone calls that we get on the show and other markets as well, and you get at the office. You know, Lior, can my employer do dot dot dot? There's a there's a huge lift of these, isn't there? Yeah, and usually when I get a call, an email, it, it, oftentimes, more often than not, starts with, hey, can my employer do whatever it is to me? Right. Uh, can they do this? So so we wanted to take some of those common questions, some of the most common questions that start with, can my employer do this, and answer yeah. them here because most people at some point in their lives, or their working lives, are going to come across these scenarios. So we're going to be able to tell you, can your employer do something, can they not? And if they can't do something and they do it anyway, what's your recourse is? Again, if any of these hit a particular note with you, feel free to call in and ask more about it. 613-521-TALK is the number. First one, Lior, can my employer decide uh, what work I do or are there limits to what my employer can make me do? And that's an important question and it's a very common one and there absolutely are limits. Your employer 
does have a right to to give you uh, you know directions and to to assign work, but it does have to fall within the parameters of your job. Your employer cannot simply decide to give you work tasks or or responsibilities that have nothing to do with your job. That means they changed your job, and an employer does not, even though they're the employer. The employer still does not have a right to make significant changes to the job. If they do, we could potentially go back to what I talked about before, which is constructive dismissal. So if you've been hired as a marketing coordinator, well, now they want you to also do sales responsibilities or they want you to do reception responsibilities. If that wasn't the deal, if that's not something you've done before, your employer cannot come in and, and make you do that. And you have the right to say no. And if they insist and if they, they start penalizing you for not doing that, now we're in constructive dismissal territory. So an employer that wants to have flexibility in assigning work has to create that flexibility in an employment agreement. So an employer that says in an employment agreement, yes, we're going to hire you as a marketing coordinator, but we have the right to change your job, okay, then that's fine. Most people don't have that in their employment agreement, which means your employer cannot just decide what work you do. They cannot change your work, your job, your responsibilities. Uh, And if they do, you're in a potential constructive dismissal situation before you quit, before you say, aha, you can't do that, I'm out of here. I want you to give me a call, but it's important to remember that, no, your employer cannot just do that. Now, the, I guess the kind of asterisk beside that, and I guess many of these points that we're going to be talking about when it comes to can my employer dot, 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 is this one of those things where if you let them do it for a certain amount of time, then it becomes what you would call a term of employment and there's no going back? Absolutely. And, and you yeah. know, this is extremely important to remember. So let's use my marketing coordinator job sure. that I, I was talking about. So let's say, okay, yep. marketing coordinator. And so, you know what? We also need you to take on some uh, reception duties. Oh, okay. I'm not crazy about it. And, uh, and they say, well, you know, we also need you to do some accounting. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. Well, at that point, what's happened here is that you've given them the right to change your job. So the next time they want to implement a change, maybe now you're really unhappy because they also want you to do cleaning duties, maybe. Right. At that point, you can't do anything about it because you've, you've created this precedent. You've created a right for them to do something that they otherwise would not yeah. have a right to do. So when it comes to changes to the terms of employment, whether it's changes to your job, certainly changes to compensation, if you give an inch, you may not realize that you, you end up giving them a mile. So it's important yeah. not to allow that to happen because if you do, you may open that door and then you, you, the job that you had is no longer going to be the job that you will have. Got plenty of time here at 7.52 to, uh, to make a phone call. If something uh, piques your interest, uh, do it now. Make the call. Get some information. 613-521-TALK is the number. Can my employer, we love this one, can my employer make me resign? By definition, John, a resignation is something that a person does voluntarily and that does and does it unilaterally, which means you're the only one that can make the decision whether to resign. If someone makes you resign, then it's not voluntary, which means it's not and cannot be a resignation. So if your employer says, you have no choice but to, to resign, well, that's now a termination because your employers decided that you're not going to work there anymore. Whether you call, whether you, you say resignation on a piece of paper or something else, it doesn't change right. the reality that you're not leaving because you want to leave. You're leaving because your employer is telling you that you have no choice. So when your employer says to you, uh, you have no choice but to resign, well, I'm telling you that you do. And your choice is to say, thanks, but no thanks. If you don't want me to work here, employer, well, that's your prerogative. You can let me go, but you have to pay me what I, what you owe me. So don't 
resign because you feel that you have to. But even if you do, if you do, what I want you to do is also say in your resignation letter or send an email saying, I'm only resigning because you told me I had to. Because if that's what happens, if you have a record of that, then we can still get you your termination entitlements. We can still get you the severance that you are owed. Right. So don't just leave. Don't just leave without that record. And if your employer says uh, you, you, you resign or else, or you have no choice, or I expect your resignation in the morning, no, there's no such mm-hmm. thing. That's not a resignation. That's a termination. And full severance, John, has to be paid. Okay, there's there's someone out there listening right now going, okay, but wait, on my quote-unquote permanent work record, it's going to look a lot better if it says I resigned rather than I got fired. That's too scary. I don't want that being out there in the, you know, in the ether. What do you think? Well, that that's such a big misconception. There's a misconception right. that there's a record. There's some sort of a, a big vault where we can open it and see exactly <laughs> what happened with, with every employee. No, that's that's wrong that's a misconception there is no record there's no way to for anyone to find out why you were let go or how you were let go or even if you were let go so there's that's a misconception now that said uh if you did something terrible and you stole from your employer well i guess you may as well resign because you wouldn't get anything anyway but remember you may have done something wrong but that does not mean that that's a termination for cause. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to terminate someone for cause. It's the death penalty. It's reserved for the worst offenders. So don't assume just because, oh, sh- well, crap, I, I, I did something bad, so I may as well resign because uh, otherwise I'm fired. No, it doesn't work that way. You would still have your entitlements. And, and if you're not sure what those entitlements are, call me before you do anything. Short break, guys. We'll get to it here and right back into it. Still plenty of time for you to line up a phone call, ask your questions, do it. This is very important stuff. It's eight hours a day you spend at your job, like five days a week. So bring it on. 613-521-TALK. We'll continue. Lots more Employment Law Show is on the way. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back indeed. It is, uh, pardon me, 8.06. Plenty of time still for you to call in. You have questions about your job, employment. This is a live show, uh, Employment Law Show. If you're just joining us, we're in week number three here and here for the long term. This is our spot. 7 o'clock or 7.30 now uh, with Santa breaking in for that half hour here on CFRA on Tuesday. So if you're here, welcome. And the number 613-521-TALK. you want to call in anytime. You can check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, wonderful resource for all things concerning your employment. And uh, to reach out to Lior, it's help at employmentlawyer.ca and off air. 1-855-821-5900. Can my employer do these things? The questions you get each and every day you have for the last 17 years. And I know you never get sick of it because you like informing people. Hence the reason for this radio show and we'll be doing these. Uh... That's right. Uh, love informing people. Love telling people about their workplace rights. So happy to take your calls. If you have any questions, call us right now. We'll answer as many of those as possible. And, John, hopefully uh, solve a lot of those issues that I know our, our listeners have. And, of course, you want to call me, you want to call me and uh, talk off air, we could do that as well. Uh, but let's continue with our list. And the next one on our list is, can my employer lay me off temporarily? And that's one that uh, I get often and one that many people get wrong. So let's be very clear here. A temporary layoff is a termination. A temporary layoff is not something that your employer is allowed to do. 
If your employer lays you off temporarily, you can treat that as a termination. And there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people think, yeah, I can't be laid off temporarily for a period of time. No, you really can't. The only time you are allowed to be laid off temporarily is if you sign an employment agreement that specifically gives you the right or the employer the right to do that or if you let it happen before. So here's the problem. If you let your employer lay you off temporarily, then what happens in that situation is – Okay, you accept the temporary layoff, you go back to work. Well, now you've given the company the right to do it again. And the next time they lay you off temporarily, you won't be able to do anything about it. So remember, if you've been laid off temporarily, you have the right to, you can accept it and wait at home and hope they call you back. Or you can treat that as a termination now, not in three months, not down the road. You can treat that as a termination now and leave with your full severance, John. It's uh, it's something you just got to be on top of. This list, uh, continue on. If you have any uh, questions, you know the number now, 613-521-TALK. How about this? Can my employer, my employer decide when I retire? And I know you've got a funny story we talk about with this one as well, right? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely do. And no, your employer cannot decide when you retire. We got rid of mandatory retirement in this province years ago, I think close to 14, 15 years ago now. Right. Uh, Got rid of mandatory retirement. So that means you can work as long as you want to, whether that's 65, 75, or any other age. And your employer cannot decide when you leave. They cannot say, well, we have a policy. There's no such policy. That would be a Mm -hmm. breach of the human rights code. So that's clear. But uh, oftentimes employers may understand that. Well, we can't make you, but maybe we can really strongly hint and suggest that you should be (laughs) retiring. And, you know, the case that I had uh, some time back is this employer, you know, he had turned 65 recently and his employer kept suggesting to him, you know, maybe you should really consider retiring. Think how much you'd enjoy it and you could spend time with your family and time golfing. Well, when he didn't show any interest in retiring, his employer took it to the next level, which is he left him brochures about retirement homes and and retirement properties and and, and golf resorts. And, you know, every time there'd be some other brochure or leaflet or something there. And the problem is, he certainly like you're laughing. I am laughing too. But there's a more serious issue here because it's stressful. It's stressful. Yes. Your employer is telling you essentially you're too old to be here. You're too old to work here. Yeah. We know we can't make you, but we really want you gone. So to me, John, that looks like a human rights violation that they're kind of picking on him because of his age. So you know that's not something an employer should do. That could be something there's, that where there's repercussions. So your employer, no, cannot make you retire, decide when you retire. Just like with a resignation, retirement is something that you do when you want to, when you're good and ready. Yeah. 613-521-TALK is the number talking about things. Can my employer do this? Can they do that? Can my employer make me come back to work contrary to my daughter's opinion? How about that? That is a common one that I get often, and and the answer is an absolute no. The only one that can decide when you are able to return to work is your doctor. Your doctor is the judge and jury when it comes to your ability to work. So if you can't work, you need to provide a doctor's note stating that you cannot work. And you provide that to your employer. And once you have that, your employer has to give you that time off. It's as simple as that. They can't say no. They can't say they don't want to. They can't say they're not sure. They have to give you that time off work. Now, to to end 
that uh, leave, you have to provide something from a doctor saying you can yeah. go back to work. But in between then, you can stay off as long as the doctor continues to feel that you cannot work. Your employer can't get to question the doctor. Your employer doesn't get to say, we don't believe. We want you to see someone else. We, you've been gone for too long. You can be long as, out as long as you need to, whether it's a week, a month, a year to get better, to get healthy, and your employer cannot do anything for you to you. You don't lose your right as an employee. You don't lose your employment. Your employer has to make all efforts to bring you back when you're good and ready to return. So, no, the only one that decides when you can come back to work, John, is your doctor. And I know this mistake gets made all the time. Doctors can ask prognosis, not diagnosis, correct? Yeah, employers can only ask that question. So your employer can ask you to provide information about how long you're going to be off work, uh, what limitations you yep. may have. But that's it. They cannot ask you, what is your condition? What are you suffering from? We need your doctor to say why you can't work. Is it a bad back? Is it depression? Is it something else? No, that is private. That is personal. Your employer cannot ask you about your diagnosis. They can ask you, cannot ask you what treatment you're getting. If your employer asks you that question, you absolutely can and you should say, no, I'm not going to provide that information. It's personal. It's private. I'll tell you how long I'm going to be off if I know. I'm going to tell you when I'm going to be examined again. I'll even tell you what limitations I have, of course. But that's it. That's the only information that your employer is, is allowed to require from you. Open up the umbrella a little bit on this one, and, and, and quite generally, can can my employer let me go? Yeah, and that is one that I get very often. It's probably the most common question. You know, I was let go. Can my employer do that? And the answer almost always is yes. Your employer is allowed to yeah. let you go. They're allowed to let you go at any time, and you know, pretty much for any reason, it's a question and a matter of severance. So your employer is allowed to let you go. You may have done nothing wrong. And most people that I talk to, the vast majority, they've done nothing wrong. But that doesn't mean their, their employer cannot let them go. There could be business or ethical reasons as to why your employer should not do that. Right. But legally, they can. It's a question of severance. Most people, when they call me, they're upset that they were let go. And I get that. I would be too. But really, from a legal standpoint, it's a question of how much severance you're owed, and that's it where you've been wrongfully dismissed is a situation where you're not getting your proper severance. And guess what, John? Over 90% of people, when they're let go, even though the reason is legal, they're still wrongfully dismissed because right. the severance that they've been offered is a lot less than what they're actually owed. I can almost guarantee you, if you were let go, restructuring, cost cutting, whatever it is, you're staring at that severance letter. They've offered you something there. They want you to sign this by, by Friday at 5 o'clock. I can almost guarantee you that that amount is a lot less than what you're actually owed, probably pennies on the dollar. Don't believe me? Check it out for yourself. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots more to go. Still time for you to uh, call in and ask your question. 613-521-TALK. It's the Employment Law Show. This is News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Lior Samfiru on News Talk 580 CFRA. And you still got some time. Again, if you have questions about your employment or anything we're talking about on this show, well, we are live and ready to take them. 613-521-TALK. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. Talking about the uh, the issue of, hey, can my employer do this? Can they do that? The next one we're going to talk here is this. Can my employer, can they make me work overtime hours? 
And, and that is a very uh, good question. It's one that does certainly come up very often. So let's kind of break this down in terms of making you. The short answer is no. Your employer cannot make you. But what con- what constitutes making you may be, may be something that's up for debate. And here's what I mean by that. You may have already agreed in your employment agreement that you're going to work overtime, that you're going to work certain hours. And if that is the case, if you've agreed, then yes, they can make you because you've already agreed to it in advance. Right. So always a good idea to look at your employment agreement. So important to have that review. And by the way, when it comes to employment agreements, less is more. Remember that. You don't want to have a long employment agreement or frankly any employment agreement, you'd much rather work on a handshake. Believe me, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but when it comes to overtime, your employer cannot make you if there's no term of employment uh, that that allows them to do that. Therefore, if your regular hours are you know nine to five, Monday to Friday is an example, they can ask you to work overtime, okay, and you can absolutely say no. Now that said. Could they let you go because you refuse to work overtime? Yes. Remember what I said before, right before the break. Your employer is allowed to let you go for any reason. And that reason can include that the fact that you didn't work overtime. But remember, that still is a termination without cause, which means your employer would have to pay you your full severance. So they can't let you go as a, as a punishment. That's not just cause. It's a without cause termination. So no. That you cannot be punished if you refuse to work overtime. That's not grounds for discipline. Uh, but always, John, a good idea to take a look at your employment agreement. Oftentimes, the answer to the question, can my employer do something, the answer to that question is in that employment agreement. What if we uh, What if we turn it around and say, you know, I've been working the overtime, and my employer says, well, you know what, I didn't really ask you to, so I'm not going to pay you for it. But you had to do it to get your job done. How does that uh, How does that flush out? Excellent, excellent question. And the the reality is that some of us may have to work extra hours to get the job done. We have responsibilities at work, and we know that if we don't get the job done, that's when we're in trouble, right? So we have to get the work done. So if we have to get the job, uh, to work overtime in order to get the job done, our employer has to pay for it. That's true if the employer didn't ask for it, but it's also true even if the employer said specifically, I don't want you to work overtime, and you end up working it anyway, they still have to pay you for it. Right. If you worked the overtime, and if it was legitimate, in other words, you didn't make it up, your employer has to pay you that hour. They can't say, well, we didn't ask you, so we're not paying you. That's mm-hmm. illegal. That's a breach of the Employment Standards Act. Now, that said, if your employer specifically tells you don't work overtime and you do, yes, your employer absolutely has to pay you, but that could be a disciplinary issue. They may be able to discipline you and say, well, wait a second, we told you not to work and you did. But if you work overtime, they have to pay it. If you, you're told not to and you, you really don't want to work because you don't want to get in trouble, tell your employer, well, I'm not going to get the job done there. And so if you're okay with me not getting the job done, that's fine. Otherwise, if you really need me to get it done on time, I'll have to work the overtime. What do you prefer? But ultimately, if you work the overtime, John, it has to be paid. Stay getting down to the uh, the last few minutes here, but you still have time. If you have a question, 613-521-TALK. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Talking about things and questions, can my employer do all these things? The next one of this, and this one should really be obvious, and it's, it's been in the news for the last, I don't know, two, three, five years lately, and that is, can my employer punish me if I complain about workplace harassment? That is such an important question, especially these days, but frankly, always. Uh, so let's be very clear. Let's start with the idea that your employer has a very strict legal duty 
to protect you from workplace harassment, uh, to prevent that from happening. And if you are subject to workplace harassment and, and they know about it, they have to fix that problem. They have to make it go away and, and solve that issue. That's a very important obligation an employer has because we all have the right to work in a healthy and a supportive work environment. All of us have that right. So the, the best way for your employer to know about your harassment, if you're dealing with harassment, is by you telling them. And if you tell your employer about harassment, you have this dome of protection around you. You cannot be let go or, frankly, punished in any way, shape, or form if you complain about harassment. So think about it. If, if you thought that you could become punished, you would never go speak about harassment. You'd never raise that issue. Well, the law makes it very clear that, no, you cannot be punished for complaining about harassment. And here's the key. Even if it turns out that it wasn't harassment, that you know what you perceived as, as harassment wasn't actually harassment, you still cannot be punished. Your employer can't say, "No, no, we can't. We couldn't corroborate what you said, so we're upset that you complained. Now we're going to punish you." No, you have this dome of protection. You cannot be punished. And by the way, the same thing as I just said about harassment—that you have this dome of protection applies if you try to enforce some of your other rights, maybe your overtime rights, your vacation pay rights, your, your, your minimum pay rights. If you are trying to enforce those rights, your employer cannot punish you, cannot threaten you, cannot fire you. You have a right to enforce your rights, to, a right to protect your rights, and your employer cannot stop you from doing that in any way, certainly not by punishing you. You know, maybe you've received a severance offer and you've heard the show before that ah, nah, nah, I'm too wise. I'm not going to sign this thing. There's no way I'm going to get some legal advice from Lior. I'm not taking the bait. Can your employer take away that severance if you don't accept the offer? That's such a common question. Your your legal rights don't expire Friday at five. You're owed what you're owed. And most people, what happens with them is they're offered a lot less than what they're owed, and there's a deadline there. So people think, well, wait a second. If I owe you $100 and I say I'm only going to pay you 20 but you have to accept by Friday, you'd say, Leo, what's wrong with you? Pay me $100. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to severance. Don't worry about that deadline. You, are, you should be getting what the law says you should be getting. If you're not sure what that is, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or call me or email me. There's so many ways to find out what you're owed. And again, spoiler alert, whatever you're owed is much more than what your employer yeah. is actually offering. I want to slide over to the uh, the phone lines to get a quick call in here. Rick, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on there for a, a minute or two, my brother. What's, uh, what's going on with you tonight? Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so I was just recently informed by my employer that I was terminated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got uh, I've got an employment agreement that calls for a minimum number of weeks of um, uh, termination pay and some other things. And now, after they've informed me that I'm terminated, um, they're starting to make sounds like they're going to try to trump up a case. Trump, interesting. They're going to try <laughs> to drum up a drum up a case. Fake to, news to go yeah. to go after me for cause. Right. And my question is, can an employer, once they've informed you that you're terminated, can they then, after the fact, after they've essentially terminated you, uh, you know, not for cause, can they kind of come up with some reason and say, you know what, we've changed our minds, we're going to try to terminate you for cause? So great question, Rick. And in theory, the answer is yes. Let's say an example. Let's say they let you go because it's a restructuring. But in the meantime, they realize, wait a second, we just found out that this whole time he worked for us, he was stealing. Well, then they could say, well, now we're going to say that it was a termination for cause. We didn't know that, but now that we do, we're going to say that it's cause. So something like that could happen. But here's what I want you to understand. 
it's extremely difficult to terminate for cause. They really would have to show that whatever it is that you did was so bad that it made it impossible to continue employing you. That's a very, very high standard. It's not enough for them to show, oh, look, we just found out that Rick did this wrong and that wrong. That's not enough. It would have to be that whatever you did was just terrible. So the chances of them being able to do that after the fact is very, very small. So I wouldn't be intimidated by that. But the other thing I want you to know is this. You said that your employment agreement specifies a certain number of weeks that they have to pay you. You're actually maybe owed a lot more than that. There may be ways where we can actually get you much more than what the agreement says. In many ways, the agreement often is not enforceable, doesn't properly limit a person's entitlements. So, Rick, what I recommend that you do is you reach out to me after the show. Let me review your agreement, the situation. Let me help you get what you're owed. I would not be intimidated by them trying to avoid paying you what they owe you by making up these, as you say, trumped up allegations. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Rick. So I want you to give me a call uh, off air mm-hmm. uh, at one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or help at employmentlawyer.ca, and I'll help you out. Thanks, uh, Rick. Appreciate that call. We're going to wrap it for the night right there. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you've not used this tool, it's amazing. It's a wonderful website, very robust. Everything under the sun having to do with your job and your employment, check it out. Absolutely free. You can't pay for it if you wanted to. There's a contact button at the top, right? You can use that again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to reach out to Lior anytime, of course, 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. We are back here next Tuesday. We will see you then. Love it. Employment Law Show, News Talk 580, CFRA.